Yes, hello, welcome to the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy Boys. Finals is here, always the most exciting time of the year, and what an absolute magnificent September we have got in store. Can't wait for the uh, first weeks of finals. We're going to talk about that and all the big issues. Is Chris Scott going a bit over the top? Where will Ross Lyon land? And is John Worsfold and Leon Cameron coaching for their future in the first round of the finals? As usual, Ben Dixon, Hawthorne sharpshooter, the best goalkeeping coach in the business. How are you, mates? I'm very well because the season is just about to fire up. Yep. I was about cooked, Duck. I don't know about you. <laughs> I was with the home and away. Like There was a lot of dead rubbers coming in the last month and it was... Uh, it was a hard watch at times, so I'm wrapped to come into what we're, what we're going to see in two weeks' time. Wayne Carey, the greatest ever uh, forward the game's ever seen. you got two buttons undone uh, as we speak, and that is always a good sign that you're up for the contest. <laughs> I would have thought it'd be three if he was going to be real <laughs> duck. The sun's out, the birds are chirping. <laughs> Here we go. People are out. You've, you're going to mow your lawn later on this afternoon. Feed the rabbits. And you just pray you're playing on a... No, I won't say it. I, they get upset when I say it. One of the Wakeland twins. I've heard it to be able to repeat it. Uh, he said it uh, plenty of times. Boys, lots on the agenda today. Will Richmond tag uh, Lockie Neal? And also Darcy Moore, can you trust that dodgy hamstring of views? What a massive dilemma that is for Nathan Buckley. But one man's shadow, Duck and Dicko, cast larger than any... Any other player for this September series? You've spoken a lot about Patrick Cripps and him being the number one player in the competition, but you saw Marcus Bontempelli yesterday, yeah. Dicko, and he seems to me like the man who can genuinely guide the Western Bulldogs to another shock flag. I mean, he, he, he is he is the most dominant player in the competition at the moment, maybe other than Dustin Martin, I think. What did you think of him yesterday? I was really impressed. Uh, I've seen him live seven times this year. So what's that? Seven out of 22 live games. And yesterday was solidified for me that he's a, he's, we know he's a star. He's a superstar. Yeah. What he does with the ball and the way he uses the ball. But it's not necessarily what handballs and kicks. The, the amount of awareness that he has in traffic to just flick it out and get it to the team. And he's, yeah, like he sees things that no one else can see and and because of the size of him and we talk about Crips as well like they're big boys but he goes forward and he's got an impact yep. but uh, I think if you wanted to separate the two if you're going to compare Crips and Bontempelli Crips and Bontempelli Crips is he's just roll your sleeves up like he's a workhorse and I think he's the number one man at Carlton whereas uh, Bont's surrounded by four Jeez. guys Two All Australians, including himself, um, in contention. But McRae's had an unbelievable year, and yep, Dunkley, Dunkley as well. So I think his ability to use the ball is first class. That that puts him on a on a pretty high pedestal. He he reminds me so much of your man Scott Pendlebury. Yeah, he's the closest thing to Scott Pendlebury mm-hmm. that we've ever seen. Pendles is a, a very different player to anyone I've seen play the game, and he's a champion an absolute champion, arguably the best Collingwood player of all time now, about to play his 300th game in the in the final. Uh, bon and Pelly plays a similar, in a similar way. Things slow down around him. He always has time, doesn't get caught with the ball too often. Uh, good user of the mm. footy. If he's got one weakness, and it's if he's got one weakness, it's his set shots at goal. But yep. there are some absolute guns that have, that have that weakness. Yep. And if he... If he but he is. He's, he's an A grader. Um, and I do agree with you. He does have those 
um, stronger plays in and around him, whereas Cripps does it all by himself. Who are you taking? Pick one, boys. Cripps or Bontempelli? If you only had to pick one schoolyard style, they're lined up. Bontempelli's disposal, has it got him just, is it nudging ahead? Because this next month could absolutely solidify his status. Yeah, well, look, well look, that's a tough call. That one. I, I tell you why you probably. I tell you why. Oh, you, I tell you why you probably got to have Bont in front, and there's only one reason why. He won a best and fairest in their premiership year yep. as a young, very young man. So a BNF in a premiership year, he's taken them to the finals again. Off, you know, yep. well, not he's taken because as you said, he has got. Whereas quest. Cripps hasn't been mm-hmm. able. To, well, they haven't done that yet. They're not at that stage, but. Cripps can grab games by the scruff of the neck as an on-baller like not too many. You know, there's there's a lot of accumulators. We saw one yesterday. Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal, yeah. 51 disposals. But they, he doesn't hurt you like a Cripps can, like a Bontempelli can, and like a Dusty Martin can. He, he you know, he's, he's more the Tom Mitchell style. You know, yeah. like yeah. metres gained yesterday, Lockie Neal was yeah. not a lot. Yeah. Just on that. Um, there was a game Bontempelli uh, played in the wet. Yeah, Port Adelaide. Oh, my golly. Yeah. Oh, I said right then and there, I went, wow. Yeah. How good is this guy? So I, I'm, I'd lean towards Bont off the back of what I saw yesterday. Yeah. And if you were Gold Coast, you'd throw every single spare cent you had if you were trying to get him out. I'd name the stadium after him. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's obviously well, he's obviously going to stay at the kennel. Beautiful segue, Duck, because we're at the MCG yesterday. We saw Richmond fight off a pretty brave Brisbane Lions in the end. And Damien Hardwick, after that game, said the thing that's going to keep him up at night is whether they tinker things to be more negative. Lockdown on Lockie Neal. He had 51 possessions yesterday, 14-odd clearances. It gave him a chance to fight back the Lions. What do you think they do? Do they have to lock now lock down on Neil at the Gabba? Well, they won the game, but I, they're they're a different team up there at the Gabba. Yep, uh, there's no doubt about that. So you don't want anyone getting 51 disposals. Yep, and and he is a he is a very good player. After I knew that he was heading towards that way, I watched him. A lot of stuff. He just was off to the side, and he got short chip kicks to him. So the clearance part. 100 percent you've got to put more time into him but some of those ones where he's just getting chip kicks oh, yep. where he's in the chain so at the clearance but then post clearance post clearance I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't be concerned about him but but around the clearances yep 100 percent but if you look at when Richmond won the clearances like the way they the way uh, Prestia and Martin like the they bullets and they had time and space to use the footy and more damage when Lockie Neal wins it they're running, mm. Dusty. When they're running and and kicking it, Dusty's uh, he's sorry, Dusty's running and kicking yep. it. Neil's winning it yeah. and giving it Fade out. off. Mm. Do you he's, know who the real winner was yesterday? Go on. Brisbane. Yeah, I agree. Really? Brisbane was the real winner. You yesterday. think they closed the gap? They won the contested, the uncontested. They won the inside fifty count. They yep. won every stat you want to win. Mm. Right. The first quarter was a bit duck. Wow, hang on. We're at the MCG and we've got the 76. Tiger train at us. Holy yeah. moly. Jitters early. Yeah, which is great. And often you, they tasted the soup before it's come out to be served. <laughs> they have. They've tasted the soup and gone, I like it. So they know what they're, they're getting. They know what they're getting and they're going to yeah. get it at the Gabba, which they're a four or five goal better team. So who are you tipping? I, I've been pretty adamant. I think off the back of yesterday, and I've been on them for the home and away, I think they win it. Brisbane. I think they win the flag. Wow. Yep, I really do. They took 16 marks inside 50, the Tigers, yesterday. Yep. 16 to zero. Yeah. 
Mm. 16-zip. That, that def- if they halve that, Brisbane, halve that. Mm. And I think their back line matchups were a little bit all over the shop early. Adam's on rewatch. If they halve that, they win that game of footy by three goals. Yeah. I thought that... The it, is f- fasc- it, is, it is fascinating. I don't, I don't want to jump the gun, but just to sort of back up a little bit what you're saying there, Dicko, if they, even if they were to be upset, they then get West Coast in at the Gabba, and West Coast don't like the Gabba. No, and they beat them there round one. That's right. So it's it's very interesting. And then if Richmond if Richmond lose, well, West Coast are going to beat Essendon. We, we all agree yes, with that. Yep. So if Richmond lose, so they the Lions win, then Richmond have to come back to the MCG, and guess who they play? West Coast on the G. But Richmond could arguably, and we're, they're the premiership favourites right now, yep. they could arguably go out in straight sets. They could get beaten by by Brisbane, and they could come back, and West Coast could beat them on the MCG the week after. It's going to be fascinating, isn't it? And that's, that's why it's huge. And that's why I think for football, the AFL's feeling that they didn't win by sixty three points because they'd get another fifty thousand at the MCG. <laughs> yeah. But for the for the purists, this is the best because it does give Brisbane a real opportunity to knock the Tigers off. You know how I said, well, I was just paddling at the end of the home and away I've got a real tickle in the wheels at the moment because finals footy how good is it yeah. how exciting are these games and, um, it, and it's and it's even more exciting to go because of the buy and people are going oh you know it should be this week because we uh, no, no. The build up the build up there's enough talk and shows like this and um, talk shows uh, all week for the you, you get your footy fix yep and then people will just build into next week nicely. Great opportunity for a long lunch. Yeah. Just get yourself set into yeah. next week. Yeah, this is where you sledge your mates for at least the next <laughs> 10 days. Over there, team, boys, I've got uh, Chris Scott and Darcy Moore on the agenda in the second quarter. But, Duck, before we finish up, Brownlow votes yesterday. I went Vlosten 3, Dustin Martin 2, Lockie Neal 1. Yeah. What I'm, do you think? I'm glad you went Vlosten. 3? Mm, yeah. And then Neal 2? Or uh, who'd you have 2? No, I... I would have just given Neil the one vote. Yep. Same. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. It's going to be a fascinating brown but there, was, there was four or five you could have had in. Hurley was, Hurley yep. was good as It'll well. It'll come down to the last round too. Paddy Dangerfield, the $2.50 Brownlow medal favourite on the Bet Easy market, of course. There is going to be, you heard it here first, a four-way tie. Well, Nat Fife. Brownlow medal. Wow. Nat Fife, I think, value $4.50. Neil, $5.00. Bonton Pally, $7.50. Paddy Cripps, $11, and Brody. You heard Brody, it here, Dicko. Is it ever always. been a four-way tie? You haven't got any close links through Channel 7. You haven't You haven't. look at the... I just think that it's the most open Brownlow we've ever seen. And you look at all of those guys, and they've all had periods where they've dominated, and then they've had little quiet periods. I reckon they're all going to get the, around the same votes. It'll be a tie, no question. There, and me. there's going to be a little curly one, apparently, um, apparently. Queen's birthday voting. Yeah? It's someone you will not expect to get the three votes. Oh, Dick has been talking to N- the umpires. N. Rewalt. Freddie Mercury, three votes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doofus. I tell you what, it's been a good start. We want to be talking Darcy Moore's hamstring. Chris Scott is whinging about the cats. Next on the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including BetBoost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. 
Yes, it's the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy Ben Dixon and Wayne Carey here I, on the eve of. I, I'm going to get in early for the for ducks roast. What have you done? I'm going to roast myself <laughs> because I'm the a di- no, because I'm a dingbat. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? Well, I've been studying the finals all morning, all morning. Sat there, sat there with my my green tea and my toasted Vegemite. <laughs> yeah. Sat there thinking I'm studying it. You stuffed it up. Well, West Coast won't be going there or there or there. What? 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 It's yeah. So the loser of Brisbane Lions and Richmond will take on the winner of GWS versus the Western. Bulldogs. You would duck. How did you get you that go. wrong? Well, how did I get that wrong? So the winner of West Coast versus Essendon, which we all believe will be West Coast, will take on the loser of Geelong and Collingwood. So. Um, right. So West Coast will be coming to Melbourne to, Melbourne to take on. Collingwood, I reckon. Well, you reckon cats straight through. To I the reckon. Prelim. There you go. I reckon the cats will beat the pies, and yep. they'll be taking on West Coast the week after. So, in the end, you tip Brisbane or Richmond? What a dingbat! Yeah. Well, I'm. I don't know now. <laughs> I, now, now that uh, Dicko's confused. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I, I thought, said was they're going to win it. I thought Richmond. Yes. And now I'm not sure. All and right. it, and by the way, it's only Monday. Okay. So I just want to get my head around it yep. and really give it some deep thought. Yep. Just what? undo another button, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> what was in that chamomile tea you had earlier, Doug? <laughs> i tell you what, we've got to talk about Dar- Darcy Moore because this is just a huge decision which uh, would be on Nathan Buckley's mind every day of the next fortnight. He didn't play out the uh, game last weekend, sat on the bench in his tracksuit top, unsure yet whether there is actually any damage in his hamstring and how much of a psychological this issue could be for Darcy Moore. Duck, could you, if in 10 days' time and they scan him and it says, Darcy, your hamstring's fine, can you trust him? It's an easy decision. What is it? If his head's not in it, he's not in the game. That's a good point. That's as simple as that. The thing about Darcy is he's clearly had a lot of hamstring injuries. Richard history. I I think it was round eight, Dicko. I saw him coming off the ground interview. You might have even been doing the interview. Who knows? But he, he, he was having doubts then. Someone what was happened? talking about the, the German trip and, you know, you must be feeling great. All Australians and half back at that point. He goes, yeah, but, you know, who knows what could happen tomorrow. So th- this guy's in great form, just played a ripping game, yeah. and he's talking negatively about what could happen to his body at some point. Yeah. Nags him. So, so. That's Nathan, a big one. Now, Nathan Buckley said in his post-match press conference, he basically said, well, we don't know because Darcy, it's, it's all up to Darcy. Yeah. It was a little bit of a... I think it was a little bit of a sort of a clip. clip. Yeah. But as I said, if Darcy's head's not in it, yep. if he has doubts, there is no way you can go into a final with him because you can't go in one man down. No, you cannot. You can't. So for Unless me, easy decision. By the way, Bucks is on talking footy tonight. We'll, uh, I'm sure that'll get uh, that'll get asked of him. And that and that often comes down to the player too. And Ducks spot on. You go, mate. Do you do you think you're right? Mm. And and they've got to make that judgment. And he goes, oh, I don't know. We're not. Yeah, that's it. It, it I would will, be weighing on. He's for, not. Yeah, in his defence, right? Right. It would be weighing on him. Imagine being him. He's had what six or seven hamstrings over the past two and a half years. Imagine going out there and not wanting to let your teammates down, not being able to trust yourself. It would be a huge burden I've never, on the player. I've never seen a guy run off quicker than to the interchange than Darcy <laughs> Moore twice when he did it when he did it last year. He ran off like a gazelle, like a gazelle. He's saying fine. Like, well, I'm, he he didn't run off like a man that had just torn his hamstring. He ran off like a gazelle, and then he ran off again on the weekend. Like, you know, he hadn't done a, 
he hadn't done a bad hamstring, mm. but yet he missed five five weeks or six weeks with the last six, one. Six, I thought. Now they, they now they said that was minor. Yeah. Now I know he's got history, so that that adds to that. But yeah, yeah. For for me, right. If I'm making the decision right now, yeah. it's no. I'd get to work. I'd get to work on him if I were the people around him, the high performance people. I'd get to work Blow on him. him up. That, test it. Test it, but then get in his head and go, mate, you are Fine. golden. Just You're so good. Get him on go. the phone. Get Wolfgang. <laughs> What's his name, the guy over there? Wolf, <laughs> Wolfgang. Wolf Art Mueller. Healing yeah. Hans. Yeah, okay. Healing Hans. Yeah. Get Wolf Get Wolf on the phone. Yep. And, Call uh, the Wolf. Just have a chat. Just have a chat to him on the phone and it might fix him. Sounds Winston like Wolf. A, sounds like a frozen character. Um, <laughs> it's significant because you take him out of that team and send half back. You've got to play rough head back. Yep. Who do you who who helps Brody Grundy in the ruck? They have to go smaller in attack, otherwise it revolves around Brody. So there are some flow on effects. What about his whole future at Collingwood? So like how long is this going to dog him throughout his career? We know that Collingwood's got to sign up Brody Grundy and Geordie to go as well. Darcy Moore's out of contract. Does it put a cloud over his whole future at Collingwood? Can I can I be who Darcy Moore? Yeah, like there was a cloud over his future last year. Given given that they given that he's had a really he's he's had a really good part to his year and given they're going into finals and we're not sure whether he's going to play or not I find it in a way disrespectful to talk about his future really right now because he's about to go into a final series hopefully mm. so let's let's so let's celebrate let's celebrate that if he doesn't and when Collingwood get knocked out then let's talk about his future at Collingwood there yeah. go ducks are real buttons down but glass half full, man. That's what he is. That's, we love the positive approach. What about Chris Scott then? So he goes off a long run about the finals fixture again, and the Cats aren't playing a home game uh, at GMHBA Stadium. I mean, it can't be there anyway. They're playing Collingwood. You'd lock out 40,000 fans. Is there any chance this attitude, this whinginess, potential sookiness, can permeate through the whole playing group? Why don't they just shut up about it to go? I know David King mentioned last night, he said it'd be in the psyche of the players now. Do you believe that? I didn't subscribe to it, but when he said about their record at the MCG was lost six three, of nine, three out of eleven, or yeah, something or like something ridiculous. Yep, you got to win the big dance like these boys. You got to win it at the MCG. There'd be no better place to play it. And your supporters of sixty thousand, you lock half of them out. Yep. Yeah. Can you do that? No, you can't. Yeah, oh, no. I understand it, but I said last night the advantage, duck. Sorry to cut in. The advantage for Chris Scott and GMHBA Stadium is it's got them a double chance. It's got them a double chance because that is a fortress. Yep. That is the best advantage they can have for the home and away to set them up for a final series. Yep. And just play at the MCG. That's yep. my thoughts. Yep. Totally. Totally agree. I, I. I. And I do think that invariably, it does seep into you know people thinking negatively about it. And I'm not talking about Gary Ablett or, or any of the senior players or Harry Taylor or any of those guys, so but just a couple of the, maybe the younger guys in their first year thinking, oh, yeah, I'd be, prefer to be playing at home rather than on the MCG. The MCG is the best stadium in the world. Of course you want to be playing on the MCG. And, and yeah, I, I, I don't think he's had his best two weeks, Chris Scott, in terms of that? the way. Well, if, if one of the guys was... Um, or a couple of the players were arguing with umpires, arguing with umpires to try and change. Has the umpire ever changed his mind in a game? Nope. Well, guess what? The AFL yep. is never going to change their mind. This was always going to happen, so there's no point bringing it up all the time. And guess what? I want to say another thing. The, this competition of ours is not fair. Mm -hmm. It is. 
It's manipulated. Yep. It's not fair. Except that it's not even. Yep. The draw's not fair. It's not even. The grounds, all of that, it's not fair. But guess what? Hasn't been fair forever. Mm. So get over it. You know what you get at the start of the year. Play on. Mm. It's actually a waste of air. Waste of you know, waste yep. of everyone's time. And if Geelong is going to mount this case, I don't think it should be the coach. I know he's a big figure at the club. Get your president, get your CEO to take up that fight. If you're in the press conference and you're sitting there as senior coach, I think it's a, I think it's a risky attitude. You know, it's exactly excuses. What, exactly what Dicko said. Yep. Spot on. Well, I agree. Right next, we're going to talk about the South Australian clubs. Oh. You know, Mark Rashudo's been in the headlines. Who's going to make their way out of Adelaide? Because it feels like there's going to be a play at clean out at the Crows. We'll discuss who's on the trade. Table next on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. Bet Easy same game multi is available across every AFL match on the Bet Easy app. Simply combine your selections from the range of markets available on the same game, all in the one bet. Bet Easy, official wagering partner of the AFL. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. Time for the Premiership Quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy Boys. We're going to talk about the All-Australian team too, and in particular, some controversial decisions to leave out some big names. I'm talking about a Tiger, no Bombers, it's extraordinary. We'll get to that in a second. But Adelaide, Duck, what is your read on the Crows over there? It's been a really poor season, and there has yeah. to be change. They're in, they're in turmoil. Mm. That's what they're in. Um, since... Since they lost the grand final, mm. they've they're going at under fifty percent wins. Since they yeah. lost that grand final, yeah. extraordinary. It is extraordinary. It's been a massive drop off. We 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 all heard about the camp and different things, and they just haven't been the same since. The the, the biggest worrying thing for me with the Adelaide Crows. Look at who's left. Yeah. And look at who wants. If you listen to the noise, there's three or four Dicko right now that want out. Yeah. You know, and then they've and then they've re-signed guys like Josh Jenkins. He can't get a game. Mm. Uh, Gibbs has still got two years to run. He's been dropped. Eddie Betts, the superstar, the you know the magical little man, he's been dropped this year. I mean, there's there's a lot of noise in and around. You know, disgruntled people at the footy club, and mm. um, with people wanting out, I mean, they they are in some real strife now. They have got the one thing that you have got. And this is what they haven't done well in recent times, Dicko. They've got bugger all for the guys that have left mm-hmm. because because of the way it's been handled. Yep. I reckon if a bloke doesn't want to play at your footy club, get rid of him. But See why, you later. Why are so many crows you wanting to get out? I don't know. I, well, that's what I'm. It's so, a disconnect. So there's an environment clearly something's going on, and I don't know what it is. But those guys that want to get out would be saying, "Righto, now let's get let's get the best deal that we can for these guys." The one thing that they have got. And, and the Gold Coast play a big part for uh, Adelaide right now. So Adelaide have got some guys that uh, have played, you know, between 50 and 100 games. Yep. And I'm talking about the likes of Kelly and a few others. And I know they want to come to Melbourne, but unfortunately, if they're under contract, they go where Adelaide. I'd be going straight to Gold Coast and I'd say, OK, you're going to have draft picks and you've got a kid called Lacocious. So, you know what? Let's start wheeling and dealing. And let's see what Adelaide can get. Adelaide can get some low draft picks straight in and get rid of... And, and there's there's another club over here as well. I mean, the likes of Melbourne and a few others. I mean, they can really be aggressive in how they, they, how they trade these guys that want out. And they can get a stack of picks and get some South Australians 
back home. Yep. That's the key for them. L- recruit, try to get back the likes of Lacocious and these guys whose family, I guess, where obviously in Adelaide. So I'd be very aggressive if I was, if I was them. Let's go shopping, Adelaide yep. Crows. Mm. They'll be uh, big. They're, they're on Ducks Point. The other one is those guys you're talking about that are getting towards the twilight of their career. They'd like to go to a club now that might be a chance to yep. play finals. Yeah, that's Bryce Gibbs. That's Josh Jenkins. It's all those guys. Yep, it, it is. Yep. That's reality because you get towards the end of your career, and you just want to play finals again, yep. and they're going to go through a big rebuild. So they're not going to be playing either finals. Fin- either finals or or fill your pockets up. Yeah, yep. either or, and probably the latter first. Yep. Fill your pockets first. That said, I'm not sure any clubs who are going who would go after Bryce Gibbs or Josh Dink Jenkins as two would be giving much up for those guys. Given that that no, nah, but, no, but we're talking like oh, this was a bit radical. But you Keith. might even you Keith, might even Ke- Kelly, Cameron Ellis Yolman, like the, Greenwood. Uh, yep, Greenwood. Crouch. They're, they're the guys. Crouch. Greenwood, Keith, Kelly. They're the guys that there's noise around. Yep. There's noise whether they're whether they want out. What about the coach duck? You keep your faith in Don Pike or not? Well, of all, how, what's he got to run? Two years. Yep. He's got one and a, and a trigger. Yeah, he's 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 under pressure, but I, I think he's coaches Adelaide next year. I, I think mm-hmm. he's 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 safe. But, I think. Um, but if they if they're in if if they were off to a really poor start next year and and you know not looking like they could challenge first two months. We as we know, it's the industry, and he's he's a smart guy. Pikey, yep. he knows better than anyone that he's right now under the pump. Been two really poor years for Adelaide after mm. after being favourites in a grand final. They're now best they're, team all year. Yep. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing him coach now, radically changing the way they play because yesterday, and the season's done, but you can only get a snippet of what you're going to get from a. Uh, game plan point of view and, and we don't like to really elaborate on Duck but yesterday they had to win by 90 points to be a chance in the final so I was excited to think geez, they're going to take this on mm. did they try and let no bold not no weren't bold no safe did, safe totally safe they got checked, smashed in the face let's be honest they checked out they checked out a while ago who Adelaide. checks out when you can still play finals if yeah. you build a team extraordinary I don't yeah. know it's been a, a slippery slope as you say Duck we've got to move on to the All Australian uh, team no bombers in the squad of 40. Great news that Ben Cunnington is in, I think, for the first time in his career. He's had a great year, no doubt about that. But no bombers. Can I, can I just say something about yep. the All-Australian squad? The 40? It's a load of crap. Why? It just is. When when did the when did they a recognition duck? Oh, what a load of crap! <laughs> what you reckon you go in and negotiate with with your with the managers of footy clubs and say? I made the All-Australian squad. Yeah. Mate, the incentives <laughs> in their contracts, I they made do. The, I made the All-Australian squad. to make the squad? No, yes. oh, you know what? Yep. I, I don't reckon the selectors really give a stuff about the squad, and I don't think they give that too much thought. They're there to pick a team, mm. and the squad is a second thought. Mm. That's, that's in my opinion. And so for any players hanging their hat on making the squad, <laughs> you're kidding me. It is a load of rubbish. It's a load of rubbish. And, and so before the team even comes out... We'll sit here and go, oh, he should have been in the squad. Yep. He should have been in the squad. It's the squad. Get, get back to my How very many good. squad? Like, <laughs> what do you reckon? Now, tell me I, this. I, you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happens. Those players that never make the All-Australian team or, or managers, not, not so much the players, but the managers that manage these players, and they go, oh, well, he, he, ne- he was never All-Australian, but he, 
He made the squad three times. <laughs> Come on. Who'd be in your squad of all Australian hey, well, tell, tell <laughs> no, who's, who's a bomber? Who's a bomber that should have got well, in? Well, you got Hurley. I think Sard's had a very good year. It's a slap in the face yeah. for Dylan Shields. I'd Sard. Oh, Sard should be in the squad. <laughs> See? Yeah. I reckon Sard should actually. I reckon Sard would have an argument to be in the team. The yeah. team. You know, the real team, the actual team. I, I tell you. <laughs> I tell you what is extraordinary. The squadron. Let's get him on the squadron. Yeah. How's not like Nick Vlosten in the forty? Now he dominated on Sunday. Well, he's another one that should arguably so, be in the team, <laughs> but yes. he's not in the squad. Yes, he was outstanding. Him and Dylan Groms were outstanding yeah. yesterday. He's Boston. had a great year. He was the best man. Uh, he's had a great year, and for all those players, for all those players that just missed out on the squad, don't be too upset because it's just a squad. <laughs> Thank you, Duck. <laughs> uh, Dylan Shields, a slap in the face, Dick. Um, Essendon paid two first-round draft picks. They want an elite midfielder. He's on good coin. Not in the best 40 players in the competition. Yeah, on that selection panel, don't think he's in the best 40. Or do, do, you, th- do you think he should have been in there? Or um, I mean, I, what year has he had? I don't think he's had the greatest of years. Yeah. So, and I think that's reflected. Yeah, so I don't think uh, Essendon can say they've got bang for buck yet. But that's why they sign a long-term deal. Maybe yeah. they should make the squad 60. <laughs> but but Dil- Dylan Shields, you know, yep, probably uh, didn't have his greatest year. Well, but, but if they made it 60, then they, you could fit all of these guys in you're talking about to the squad. Lockie Whitfield also wasn't in the... Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it. In the 40-man team. I and tell you what. We're talking to a coach here who's coaching in the AJ Witten game. Oh, How boy. many in your squad? Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, we've got a pretty good team. Yeah, the, team the team's for Jeez, you're both, good, Nick. Your team. Both yeah. both teams are pretty good. Yeah, I'll kick ten. Can't wait to watch it, boys. Rather rearrange my socks. Coming up to the last quarter, we're going to be talking about the coaching movements potentially more. Should Max Gorn be Melbourne's uh, captain? And Hawks, do they load up at the trade table with Canelio and Johnny Patton, or do they go back and get I've some got more? A, I think I've got an apology coming up. Got some more Another one. kids. Ducks just undone his third button. We're going to have more next on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. With Bet Easy Sky Vision, not only can you watch every Australian race live, you can now watch and bet in widescreen or landscape mode from the one screen within the Bet Easy app. Simply rotate the phone and you'll see how we've raised the game. Bet Easy Sky Vision, gamble responsibly. Yes, the whips are cracking on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. I think we changed the rule last week, Duck, with our strong view on the uh, studs up rule. Yep. You said it was a disgrace. They got it right, didn't and they? Steve Hocking, obviously, big fan of the Don't Argue well, podcast. Loves well, us. Well done to Hock. Well done. He to made, they made the right decision. Hey, um, <laughs> I tell you, two coaches went to this final series. Really under the pump is Leon Cameron at GWS and also John Worsfold at Essen. I, th- I don't think it'd be clear to anyone if those two blokes are uh, guaranteed to coach their side next year with the spectre of Ross Lyon. They're hovering over both. Now, sniffing the wind here, and that's what I'm paid to do, to go try and sort of, you know, read the tea leaves a little bit. I think that there's every chance if the Giants bomb out in the first week of the finals to the Western Bulldogs, that Ross Lyon could end up at GWS. Would that be a good fit? I think Leon would be well aware of that. He would be because, yes, he's gone prelim, prelim, semi, I think, in the mm-hmm. last three years. Yep. So now he's into another final series. 
He'd be well aware, and a lot of other coaches say, you mentioned two. I think a lot of other coaches would be like, hang on a minute, Ross. Yes, he would be a great fit. Yep. Because Ross can seriously drive a group. Yep. And they've got talent. Oh, they've got some serious talent. More so, talent than he had at St Kilda, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're, they're one of the most talented lists in the competition. Yeah, so, they've, they've, they've had talent, but they've had no luck. He's had no luck at all. That's true. Injuries no have been luck horrendous. Yeah, they, horrendous. They, if, if Ward doesn't get knocked out in that prelim, they're in a grand final. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, that's how, you know, and Shield. You feel for your mate, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I I, I just think he's had no luck whatsoever. Yeah. So it's... it's. Mm. Uh, and I'm not saying he, he's not the right man for the job. That's just the heat. Yeah. Because it's an AFL franchise. Yeah. It is the big house's franchise. So they want to win one. Yeah. Because is it boom or bust? Yeah. Well, you know, bust is a Gold Coast. What is yeah. GWS going to be the boom? Yeah, they're going to have to hit it with one of the two. And Caroline Wilson has already reported that the AFL is has their doubts on Leon Cameron. So, and we know that they are they love Ross Lyon and the consistency he has performed with at senior coaching level. What about John Worsfold, boys? Do you think he's going to be there at Essendon next year? Does it hinge on what's going to happen, or do we think there could be a, a changeover with Rutten already there and Carousella as his right hand man? I reckon the Rutten Carousella move is pretty. Um, interesting. It's been orchestrated. It's, it's, it's yeah, that, and it's interesting because Rutten is, uh, from what all reports, is the next coach. Yep. So he got some great reps um, at Richmond. Yep. And he's done some really good things at uh, Essendon. Essendon. And who sits in the box and drives what's going on at the moment? So Him. we know and Wusher's down on the boundary line, which is fine. But that's an interesting space because I reckon. Uh, that's going to be a massive win to West Coast over there. I, I won't beat around the... Uh, let's not beat around the bush. If we, we all hear things, we're in the industry, yeah. and you hear that you know Ben Rutten might have the job next year. I just find when when Wush is about to go into a final series with the Bombers, which they haven't done for a long time, that it's it's just weird talking about his, his, his tenure for next year. Yeah. I... I Let's get through. Let's see what happens in the final. If they get beat, then you've got you've got plenty of time to talk about what could or couldn't happen yeah. to Wusher. But right now, we should be celebrating the Bombers being in. They've had no luck either. Um, and the same, we should be celebrating GWS getting in there again, rather than talking about their tenure as but coaches. It moves we quickly. are yeah. It'll, so guess so, what? Yeah. It'll move. It'll move even quicker once they're out. Every Essendon fan, some of my best mates are Essendon fans. The question they always ask me: What's happening with Wusher? Always, all it's no, it, I know. F- that's you, you've have you've had the chat about Wusher before you finished your first. But how many so, so you're asking us the question. So you're yep. asking me and Duck what happens. Yeah, we don't have a crystal ball. No, and I don't want to. Like I said, I just think it's. I I really don't feel comfortable talking about people's positions when they've just had a successful year and they've taken their team into the finals and who knows what could happen. I mean, and and here we are. We're having. You know, saying, "Oh, well, will they be at the club?" And their job's already gone. And Ross is going to take over at, at GWS. Yeah, but and that's fine, Duck. But the biggest story in football is always no, no, coach no, no. The biggest story in football right now is a celebration of a new final <laughs> series is upon us from fifteen, and years. it's going to be a great final series. Yeah, the coaching positions, which we've spoken about all year, and there's yep. been a lot of coaches go. Mm-hmm. There's enough talk about them. Once they're out of the finals or they're bombed out, if Essendon get beaten by ten goals, Jay, I'll sit in and talk about Wusher for ten minutes. How's that? <laughs> I think Duck needs another chamomile tea. You're steaming up over there. <laughs> just on that though, go on. Just on that, where did you have Essendon at the start of the year? I had them about where they finished. Okay, which is about right. Yeah. Hey, um, boys, Max gone. Um, Melbourne's had a horrible year. 
should he be? Is he the natural fitters captain? Nathan Jones, Jack Viney had average years, maybe even a poor year for Jack Viney. Is, why don't they pick their best player, their most popular player, as a new captain of Melbourne? Best player and the most popular player is not necessarily your best captain. I know. It well, worked. you know Maxwell. Yeah. Would he make a good captain? Oh, I don't know him super, super well. Like, I don't see what he does in the football club. Yeah, but you've got a good radar for these things. Yeah, I think a, a likeable guy who's very um, not... a good trainer. He does everything right. All those things point in the right direction, but so does Jack Viney. Jack Viney yeah. does everything right. I, I think for I think for Jack, he hasn't had a good year, Nath Jones, but that's been reflective of the whole club. The whole club. And Nath hasn't had his best year either. But I think it's not a puzzle to work out that um, Nath Jones won't be captain next year, but he'll yep. play at Melbourne, and he should play at Melbourne, and they should pay him what he's worth, and he'll have a bloody good year. I think he should sign. And I think Jack Viney will have a big preseason, and he'll have a bloody good year. Oh yeah! But Nath Jones won't be captain, co-captain yeah. of them. I think that year. Nathan Jones should sign the contract before Melbourne pull it off the table. I think the two hundred and seventy grand, which is being offered, probably not that bad deal for the veteran ball winner who's been on nice contracts basically his whole career. Dicko, what's going to happen at Hawthorne? Are they going to go John Patton, Canelio, and load up? Or is it time to go back and bring in kids and go to the draft? Because that's going to be a fascinating conversation, which plays out at Waverley from today. They'll try that and do talk both. is happening. They'll try and do How both. How do you do both? Well, he's a free agent, isn't he? Yep. So, for nothing. so you're getting for nothing. Pat and cheap as well. Pat and cheap. Plus get a couple of kids. Plus get a couple of kids. Does anyone strike you as being trade bait? I mean, we've mentioned Isaac Smith. He's the one who's um, been... I actually copped this the other day off Jack Gunston. He said, you threw me up for trade. I said, yeah, but you got credits. Like, you, Clubs would like you, mm. would want you. Yeah. And if Hawthorne were in a position to say, this is a deal we can't turn down, Jack, uh, we're going to trade you. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that's what's going to happen. <laughs> 600 in the sky rocket. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone's tradable. Yeah. Every single player's tradable. Better than being in demand. Did you ever seriously consider a trade duck at any point? Who went the hardest at you? No, Adelaide, when they first came into the comp, when I was young. Right. But I never... Oh, yeah, no, I did. I thought about going. But, yep. Um, Geelong as well? No. No, no. I, was, I always had two years to run. They always kept me within about two years. But just on Hawthorne... I've got. A, I think. I think. I might have. I might have got that right. And this isn't off the back of their win, just on the weekend, because that was a very good yep. win. I've I've looked at them a little bit more closely, and it all relies on. So Mitchell Lewis, I didn't think would be. A I, yeah. I he's going to be good, right? O'Brien. Yeah. I think could. He's twenty five. O'Brien. Mm. He's been in the system for a fair while yep. now, but the penny might have dropped, and I think he could be. Good. Yep. So then you get another year out of Frawley, and then you get a bit more development, you know, and, and who knows who they pick up. Exactly. So they get another key position. Mitchell comes back into that midfield. We know what, um, uh, what's the other midfielder that's Tom had a good year? Oh, Jager. Or Warple. Yeah, Warple. 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 Uh, young kid. We know what Amir is capable of. I mean, all of a sudden, they start, if they got a, if they got a hill back to the club, which they won't be, but yeah. But you know, like they, they're not as far off. Yeah. They, I thought that they had to, they had to go, they had to, for the first time go back to the draft, which was what started this dynasty for them. Mm. Um, they've they've bucked the trend since then to stay stay up where they've been, yeah. and I think I think they can probably do exactly if they can be a destination club. If, if there's a few out there that think they're 
a destination club and they can pluck a few like they have, then all of a sudden they're relevant again without without bottoming out. Was Johnny Patton out with the Hawks boys uh, this weekend over in Perth? Um, he what, it, what was he doing in well, Perth? We'll, 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 uh, we'll put a call out and see if... We'll Johnny fi- Patton, what was he doing in Perth? Was he wearing a Hawthorne jumper while he was out? I'm not sure. How. Oh, that's just gee, come whiz, that's the, a loaded one from Jay-Z. On the uh, text message board, we'll get to the uh, truth of that. And last curly question, Duck, I saw you having a salad um, for breakfast on Saturday morning, sort of. Lettuce, tomato, a couple of boiled eggs on top. Are you are you tightening up for spring? Yep. Are you in, you're in a real, the AJ Witten game. You're in a diet mode. Simple. So not diet. I don't diet, right. but I just uh, just cleaning up the diet a little bit. Tightening so up. not dieting, no. but cleaning up the diet, eating a little bit cleaner. Yeah. And a couple uh, of social things coming. Well, up. no. Well, you know what? The sun starts to come out, <laughs> and and you, and the botan- mate, botanical. Well, hang on, hang on. I don't want to be like you and wear a t-shirt. In the swimming pool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey? I like to swim shirtless. <laughs> he wears a rashy. Is that what you're saying? Hey? Oh. You got the father's rashy on. He's that, got the, the cover is, of the Lutzy. That is a nice little zinger, Duck. I like that one. It's been a big episode on the Don't Argue podcast. Brennan Goddard, not here. He will be back in a fortnight's time to assess all the... First final results, some huge qualifying final and elimination finals coming up in our fortnight. Thanks for listening on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. We'll catch you next time.